As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's the Hogan Johns Podcast with Adam Hogan and Adam Johns. What is up? We are back. I am back. The podcast is back. It's good to see you, my friend. It's good to have you back. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts to get off your chest, but I'm very happy to see you, man. The team is back together. First of all, I'm just trying to remember how we do this whole thing. You know, the equipment, the buttons, the computers, it's all... Uh, well, then we should come clean and say this is take two since Adam Hogue had a whole array of technical difficulties starting this podcast today. You would think the, it's his first podcast in a few months, right? It is. It is. And it's like it took... It took a whole year of uh, being stuck at home to finally get the setup exactly how I wanted with the equipment that we needed and all this stuff. And then, like, right when we got to that point, my daughter was like, all right, it's time to be born. And uh, and then I stopped doing this for a couple months. Now, uh, now I have to remember how to work everything again. Yeah, now nothing it's works. It's fun. No, yeah, exactly. But, we, no, it works, and we're back. Um, thank you to uh, all those messages of support and um, whether you sent tweets or things like that, it's actually been a while. Um, and uh, thank you for those of you too that started to just get flat out angry that we weren't doing podcasts the last couple of weeks and sent some messages like that too. Like, where the hell are you? When is this going to happen? We appreciate those too. I feel like if those people listened to the end of the podcast, I did like the last one I did. I don't think they made it to the end of the pod. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Because you did make it very clear. Coming back the 26th. Here we are, training camp week. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to those who filled in for me. We had a whole bunch of. First of all, you did a nice job. So, thank you to you for carrying the the load, and then uh, basically finding all these people to to fill in too. You had uh, Dion Miller, Jeff Joniak. Uh, who am I miss? Who am I missing? It's been so long. Uh, Mark Grody. Mark Grody was on. That's Mark right. Mark Grody was on. Uh, I, I I literally um, Zach Pearson. Our friend from the Bay Report. Uh, people were asking why Kevin Fishbane, the fish man, wasn't on. And he was on paternity leave, too. So 
Talking about like carrying the load times two. Yeah. Yeah. Now I uh, deserve a freaking medal. True. Uh you do. <laughs> and it but that's actually something we should bring up because people were asking why Kevin didn't just do it and he would have. Um now in my defense, I you know, he basically scheduled his paternity leave. Right? You know, like he I mean his child was born like a year ago. Yes, I believe his son's birthday is coming up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and my daughter decided to be born six weeks early, and there wasn't a whole lot of uh, control over that. So I just, I, you know, not that we're pointing any fingers here at the fish man, but, um, you know, you only knew for like three months that this could happen on my end, and you still decided to go on paternity leave. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You missed a lot of podcast time. <laughs> Kevin lo- loves his podcast time because he texts me all the I time know. about his podcast time. It was probably Kevin wants him. more podcast time. Kevin could have had more podcast time. That's what Kevin I'm saying. available for podcast time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right. Uh, it's well, all in good fun. I'm happy. He's back, too, this week. We just have our fifty, our first 53-man roster projection out on The Athletic this morning. All right. So he's back as well. There you go. Uh, already plugging the content, which is good. I haven't even written anything yet. So, I mean, I'm technically still off till tomorrow. So, well, tomorrow will be like uh, jumping back on the bike again and falling off as well, especially as we jump into new conditions at House Hall we've never experienced before. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing my cubicle for the first time in a year and a half. Full of dust. And, although I did hear that people did use our, our work area. Of course they did. Yes, for yeah, various things. We'll see. We'll yeah. see how clean it is. Yeah, probably not very clean. I'm guessing. Did like Larry Mayer just sit at each one of our desks? <laughs> like every day he tried a new one? Yeah. His lunch with Larry segment? Yeah. Just they should have done that. Subway messily. That would have been good. Um, all right. Well, uh, we, I will circle back and talk a little bit about you know what I've been up to and things like that and life. That I, I know some people are asking asking about that stuff, and uh, we will get to it. But this is a Bears podcast, and people want to hear about the Bears. I, 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 I do appreciate the person, though, on Twitter today that, that pointed out that Aloy Jimenez and myself are back on the same day. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think, uh, you know, it's a good day to come back is, is what we learned from that. <laughs> so if you're listening, if you're watching, I should say, on YouTube... I pointed this out before Adam's technical difficulties decided to sideline this podcast for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. He is wearing an Eloy Jimenez, I can't say that word right now, um, baseball shirt right now from our friends at ObviousShirts.com. Yes. And he apparently is, I uh, think he's like Eloy in a sense here with his return to this podcast, which you were missed, but I think the White Sox missed their star a bit more. Uh, I, that's an interesting debate. Um, yeah, I, I, th- yeah, no, no, I, as a, as a white Sox just fan, call it an interesting debate. Yeah, no, I'm just playing. No, yes. The White Sox missed Aloy Jimenez more. I, I fully agree and I am not that important. Um, but I do think that Aloy Jimenez should be wearing a Hogan Johns t-shirt because I am supporting his return. Today, he should show up in Kansas City with a Hogan Johns shirt. I, I like the idea of sending T-shirts like our friends from ObviousShirts.com should send the White Sox T-shirts and yeah. to just to see who takes up, you know, Hogan John's logo shirt. They should send them to the Bears. Even better. Now yeah. that would be something. <laughs> that would be something to have them walking around House Hall wearing Hogan John's podcast shirts. 
Well, my goal is to still get Ryan Pace in a collaborating since 2015 t-shirt. Because that is that is in reference to our podcast, but it also works for him and his staff since that's when they came aboard. Like his if, word. If he was wearing that at the press conference tomorrow, I think that that would be pretty smart. I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, all these available on obviousshirts.com. So, um, all right, let's jump into the Bears talk. Uh, that's what you guys want to hear about. Um, I'm going to tee myself up on something that John's asked in uh, part one of this uh, podcast that you'll never hear um, <laughs> because it's already been deleted. Uh, but he, he basically is like, oh, I'm sure you got things to get off your chest because you haven't been doing the pod and all this. And let me just say, I am not kidding you, com- not completely unplugged, but pretty much unplugged from Bear stuff 100%. Uh, every once in a while, I got on Twitter and was looking at some things, mainly just to keep up with news, and it, not even just Bears news, just news in general, Aaron Rodgers updates, whatever. But it was more as like just a casual person out there that uses Twitter. I didn't tweet a lot. I purposely tried not to tweet a lot. Uh, don't think I tweeted about anything about the Bears except for the Arlington Heights news that came out. And yes, I will admit, because I listened to that podcast you did. That one, that was the one time while I was gone that I was like, man, I wish I could do a podcast. You're talking about like having thoughts that haven't been vented. Yeah. Like that was a podcast made for you. That was pretty much the only thing that I would feel like I, I would still want to vent on. I Otherwise, nah. Really, I, I got to be honest, nothing really happened. Eddie Goldman didn't show up to, to minicamp. That was a thing. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, I guess. But... um no, I'm honestly proud of myself. For the uh, unpluggingness, unpluggedness. And I got to, you, you don't have to say, is uh, good job by you because I was, I was basically one of our listeners. Like, t- to keep up with what was going on, that's how, I, the only thing I did was listen to this podcast, really. I don't think I, I apologize to you, I don't think I read anything you wrote. Um, I pretty much just, listen to this pod and it was a good way to to keep up with what's going on yeah we had fun with it mark yeah. grody was great Deion miller is always fantastic zach pearson was fantastic um it's a lot of fun to catch up with people mark grody a lot of fun so um i don't know where you want to start Should jeff just... joniak i can't forget the yeah, man jo- the myth the legend himself well joniak was awesome um yeah you, it was a good it was a good group and then I'm glad you got your, you know, last couple of weeks too off, and um, looks like you got some sun. Yeah, which is golf tough. game's gotten better. Golf game's gotten better. Wow, I don't know how you have time for that. I mean, that's a whole other thing we could save for the end of the podcast. But I mean, you have three kids. I, I, two is a game changer. The uh, amount of baseball games that I coached this summer is, I, I think it was the final total was about seventy five. Amongst my three boys. So how do you have time to golf? I have see, no see, time See, I, I, I actually f- learned that less is more. Like, I improved by playing less. Like, I put <laughs> so much emphasis on, like, the rare times I got out that I actually improved as, as opposed to going two or three times a week, which I have done in the past. Like, going less turned out to be more for my game. See, I even had to miss our annual uh, Devil's Head golf trip that we do every year. It was this past weekend and I just couldn't go. So, yeah, two kids. It's different. How about that? We'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, all right. Well, where do you want to start with bear stuff? It all starts tomorrow. You tell me, man. 
I, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's. What's the big controversy? Nothing, nothing. Like that, you're not surprised that Anthony Miller got traded, are you? you not be. at all. I mean, I guess it's a thing that happened, but no, we've talked about it all off season. So when George I'm, McCaskey goes on the radio in Chicago and basically throws you under the bus a bit. You have problems. I know George McCaskey doesn't make personnel decisions, but we knew there were, where this was going with Anthony Miller. When they make those moves in free agency, you know where this could go. George didn't drive a bus. Anthony Miller drove a bus over himself. George just didn't move it. He just he just put it in park. I, I, I mean, it was more surprising that he was still on the roster this late into July than, than anything else. So... Um, you know, they, they get some uh, late round draft capital for a guy that, un- you know, he looked, pro- I, he looked promising. He really did look promising as a rookie, but, uh, you know, I think it's a good lesson learned for all players who go from year one to year two. I think we often talk about it on this podcast is a very important time period in a player's career, um, because things happen so fast your rookie year, you're going straight. Your college season ends. You're going straight into draft prep. You get drafted. You show up at mini camp the next week, and then it's OTAs, mini camp. You get a little time off, and you're right in a training camp. There, I, th- there's very little time to actually learn how to be a pro. Um, and so when you get to the off season following your rookie year, and all of a sudden now you don't have draft prep. Now you're just a professional player, and you need to learn how to essentially be a professional football player at the NFL level and what that takes. Not everybody gets it. Not, not everybody gets it on and off the field in the meeting rooms, in the playbook, everything it takes. There is absolutely no doubt. Anthony Miller is extremely talented. Maybe a change of scenery will be good for him, but it wasn't happening here. And it was very clear that whatever happened after his rookie year, there something, something was different and he never was able to build on it. He strikes me as a player who will benefit from that change of scenery. I, I don't know if he's going to be a thousand yard wide receiver. I think we would we we would have seen that by now, and he may have the occasional breakout player who comes along every now and then. But it takes the right situation, right? And he's going to a situation that is arguably the worst in the NFL in the Houston Texans. I know Deshaun Watson reported the camp and whatnot, but that is. The, there's so many questions going on down there, and it's obviously the worst, one of the worst situations in the NFL. So I don't know how, if this is going to be his breakout year. He's got free agency coming up, but I just found like, and I like Mike Fury, but like the the consistent messaging about him having to grow up. I'm talking about Anthony Miller, like yeah. having him to mature as a player. When you say that repeatedly, year after year after year, not only does it become a bit nauseating to to hear that, but like. That in itself becomes a new red flag that was created after the draft. Like that happened internally at Hallisaw. Like that red flag was raised at Hallisaw after his selection in the draft. And I think it works both ways sometimes with the coaching staff and the player. Obviously, the coaching staff won this one. They're they're entrenched now with Matt Nagy getting more time with Justin Fields. When you lose the the coaching staff's faith, you got problems. In most cases, you never get it back. That's Mr. Trubisky about that as well. Yeah, and so it um, it'll be interesting to see kind of who who takes over. Uh, I guess those snaps. Um, 
you know, the Bears have Demir Bird that they picked up. He's a you know pretty solid option. Um, they also drafted Daz Newsom, who is going to start camp on the pup list. So is Tariq Cohen. But anyway, I mean, look, this is a, the Bears traded a guy that we felt like was going to be traded months ago. Thought he'd be traded before the draft. Thought he'd be traded in free agency, something like that. It, you know, for whatever reason, it's um, they were probably, if we're being fair, struggling to get anything for him. And then sometimes the market changes due to injuries, or um, you know, you get closer to the season, you need, you realize you need a guy maybe a little bit more than you thought, and so the market changed a little bit, and the deal gets done, and um, that's that for Anthony Miller in Chicago. Yeah, there, there was a point in time where I thought they're really going to give him a, I don't call it a second chance, maybe a third chance with the team. And when we were at minicamp, I, I know you weren't there, but when other guys, when, when guys that are signed to be your competition come in and are consistently making more plays than you, I get you're in shorts. I get you're just in shells. I get you're just wearing helmets and stuff like that. And it's just a minicamp. But when they're that wide open, and they're running past guys, and they're scoring touchdowns, that's bad. That's bad for you if you're a bubble player. Your competition should not be that much better, that much more noticeable in those types of settings. And those new guys, the Bears receivers, Goodwin, Bird, they were more noticeable than Anthony Miller, considerably, significantly more noticeable than Anthony Miller in minicamp. So what are some of the other questions that uh, that that you have going into camp other than what it's I guess going to look like because um, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting camp for a lot of different reasons you have the first time like I know they had they had camp at house Hall last year but that wasn't really a camp um, it was a, a very abbreviated camp it was basically just like regular practices going on um, and now this is a full camp. There's going to be fans at House Hall really for the first time. Now, they've had groups in bunches at some random practices over the years, but this is the first time they're really going to have stands set up, a big group of fans out there. It's going to feel like training camp. Might not feel like Bourbon A, but it's going to feel like training camp. And, um, you know, there's, a, but it's also different because the players aren't actually on campus. You know, they're not really getting away. There's a reason why teams have done that in the past. Now they're at home. You know, you you're in the building. I think there's advantages to that too, but there it, it's just it's it's going to be different and then plus you have still this whole covid thing and who's vaccinated and who's not and how that's all going to play into it. And as we do our podcast today, finding out that Colts head coach Frank Reich tested positive for COVID, even though he's fully vaccinated. So uh, this stuff's going to be wild probably over the next couple of months. Yeah, I don't feel like the the pandemic storyline is going away anytime soon. No. Um, from what I understand, the Bears will have a high percentage of players vaccinated, by the way. Like they, they could be approaching the 85, 90% threshold, depending on, you know, their 53, 90, whatever you want to look at in terms of numbers. Um, I hear the participation uh, has been or was pretty good. So I think that's positive news. Um, and the staff, now, so, the coaching staff, and the support staff fully vaccinated. Fully vaxxed, yeah. And there, some players are, are put up in a hotel too, so they'll get the like, training camp vibe, uh, maybe a little bit that way. Can we just like the main storyline and all this? Yeah, the the pandemic's going to come up. People will be asked about their vaccination status. Uh, like Eddie Goldman's going to become a, a topic 
with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace when we talked to them on Tuesday at Hallisall. But let, let's it's, it's Justin Fields. Like, what's the plan for Justin Fields? Let, let me go back to Bourbonnet in 2017, where the plan for Mitch Trubisky was now out there for everybody to see. Do, do you remember the practices, like the first few practices, where he's behind not only Mike Lennon but Mark Sanchez? And he's not getting many reps. Do you remember those days, Adam? Like, like in, you're wondering, what the heck is John Fox doing? Yeah. You just drafted this kid second overall. What What is the plan here? Now, eventually, I think Mark Sanchez got injured, and the practice repetitions increased for Trubisky. But I want to see what Matt Nagy's plan is for, for Justin Fields, like what extra work he can get him, how he can challenge him, how he can get a feel for how close he is. Like That's what I want to see every single day at Alice Hall. Yeah, it will be interesting because uh, I'll never forget that training camp because you know, Mitch is the third string quarterback and yet it was fairly obvious early that he was the best one. Okay. Now in hindsight that turned out because they didn't really have uh you know that much talent in the room. But uh so let me ask you this since you were there, since you were at really at OTAs in minicamp, I mean what how did Andy Dalton look? compared to Justin Fields because you know I think we all think Justin Fields is going to be a good NFL quarterback but it did he look like he was obviously the best the best quarterback and I don't mean most talented I think that's probably obvious but just in terms of performance that that he did he look already look like he was better than Andy Dalton or was Andy Dalton pretty good he had good days really good moments and Who? which one Andy Dalton. Okay. Well, both actually both of them did, but in just in terms of Andy Dalton, he played well. And at least the context I held it to it, not so much what Justin Fields is doing because you know that they want to slow play this. You know they're they're doing things on and off the field that we don't see in terms of testing him, prepping him for the NFL. And they're going to slow play that. We know that. To me I compared it to to what Nick Foles showed us. And like you said, last year's a bit different. It was it was extremely condensed. There was no preseason. Nick Foles didn't have an offseason program. Didn't have those OTAs. Andy Dalton 100% benefited benefited from having that offseason program. He had very good practices. Better practices than we ever saw from Nick Foles. Remember last year in those condensed practices, we wanted to see something from Nick Foles cuz he was sold as this player who could run the offense as it's supposed to run. We never really saw that. I don't think we ever really saw that come to fruition in that condensed training camp they had last year. I think I've already seen better from Andy Dalton to know that he's going to be better than Nick Foles was last year for the Bears. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, neither guy really blew us away last year. And it was, I guess, somewhat easy to blame it on the conditions and the, the situation. But, um, you know... I, Every, here's the thing. Every team was operating under those conditions and other teams had better quarterbacks. So <laughs> it, it's not, it, I guess in the end, it, that that's still why the bears were a 500 team snuck into the playoffs as the, as the last seed, um, but really weren't all that competitive in that game. So, you know, regardless of what the conditions are, where the training camps being held, who's getting the reps, but I agree with you that that's going to be a big thing. I can't wait to see is just how things are split up. Uh, it needs to be a more competitive battle. It, it can't just be like guys sort of struggling and oh, this guy's better one day and this guy's better. It 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 needs to be a uh, 
it just needs to be better. It needs to be better than it was last year. You want your quarterbacks to play yeah. well yeah. and practice where they can't get hit. And there were days in that competition between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky where neither played well, where there were some ugly moments. Mm-hmm. And yes, like Trubisky eventually started to shine through and become the better quarterback by the end of those, by the, by the end of that condensed training camp, whatever we call it last year. Um, I think you'll see better moments from Andy Dalton this year. Better plays, better throws, better execution, more command. And I think it's cool. Like, you're going to like this because, like, Mike Glennon was already looking over his shoulder at Mr. Trubisky before Mr. Trubisky even arrived at Hell's Hall. Like, Andy Dalton is there to support Justin Fields every step of the way. Like, he's behind Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is looking over his shoulder at Andy Dalton for help. That's how it's operating now at Hal Saw, which is different than what Trubisky had in 2017, where obviously Mike Glennon was this awkward placeholder who turned out to be awful at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, it, uh, so that I agree with you. It's obviously the quarterback's the big story. will continue to be the big story. I, I have some other ones, though, that I'll be trying to keep a close eye on at the same time. Uh, one of them, and, and I think this is one of the biggest stories that, determines the success and failure of the Bears season and the offense and whichever quarterback it is having success. But can Tevin Jenkins play left tackle at a high level right away? Because if he can, I think this offensive line can be okay, pretty good. Um, But if he's over there struggling on the blind side early or having issues with penalties, then that's going to be a problem early, and I'm just I'm just bringing that up because it's it's somewhat unprecedented to have a, a left tackle come in right away and uh, you know rely on him to play at a high level at a but also because and I actually we've been over this before I left I see the traits and I know the the backstory of why they think he can play on the left side even though he's playing on the right side before and and I think he can. I don't want to say it's unprecedented, but this is somewhat of a rarer situation um, with doing this with a high draft pick and pretty much plugging them in there right away. I mean, that's what we're all expecting. So I, I think it was a great pick. I, I think he has a lot of upside, but how quickly that comes together to me is a huge storyline with the set up with camp these days. I think they're going to be easing into pads a little bit. So I don't know that we're really going to get a chance to dive into this until next week, but how he performs with the pads on in camp in the hot summer days, um, I, I, I is something I can't wait to see. I'm of the opinion that uh, your plan for developing Justin Fields must include a plan for protecting Justin Fields. And that's where Tevin Jenkins comes in. He has to be your starting left tackle early on this season. I'm not saying day one, but early on this season, before Justin Fields takes the field, you need Tevin Jenkins to take the field, cement himself, win some, lose some, but get better every single game that he plays. You need him to be a starter for you before Justin Fields becomes a starter for you. And, and I get it. Like, you want to throw Justin Fields out there. He's ready, yada, yada, yada. I understand that argument. But you got to protect your, your franchise as well. 
and it's where you need a franchise left tackle. And, and it, look, if the Bears found one in the second round, wouldn't that be something? But, you know, there's a reason I put, like, Tevin Jenkins was in my top five for my 10 most important Bears players, like, for a success, successful season. I do it every year. Um, you need them. You absolutely need them. You need them early on, too. And, like, every year, the one-on-one matchups, like, those, those drills at camp, you love them. I love them. Yep. Like they always garner the most attention, especially when it's full pads and it's full go. But this year, you got a second-round draft pick going up against Khalil Mack, like a guy that could have been a first-round pick, a guy the Bears had first-round grades on in Tevin Jenkins, a guy they traded up for in the second round. Very eager to watch those battles this year in camp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And then, and then I would say Eddie Goldman, too. You know, I think we're expecting him to be there. That was one of the stories I was sort of loosely following or while I was trying not to follow things while I was gone. Um, but it was a little surprising to me that he didn't show up. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about it. But I believe the expectation is he'll be there this week. And that doesn't necessarily give us the answers as to what he looks like, how he plays. If he's in shape and ready to go, I would hope and expect him to, that he'd be the, uh, the old Eddie Goldman and maybe even a fresher, healthier one because he did take a year off. But I I think it's, those are all fair questions at this point. It's going to be the old conversation of football shape. Is it not? Like if you see all the Instagram photos of him, he looks good. Looks in great shape. He's kept all the weight off, so that's not a concern. Looks ready. He's with some of his teammates, so that's a good sign. But football ready is a little bit different than being in the gym and getting ready that way. You know, it's the sweat, it's the grind, it's the you know the tenacity. You know, turning on the the you know switch in in your head. It's you know what's the word Matt Nagy uses a lot? It's, it's callousing yourself. Yeah, and the guy hasn't played a football game in over a calendar year, so. Yeah, football shape. His callousness. Is that even a word? 
How calloused he is he? There, that's better, right? How calloused is Callousness. He? How calloused. These Matt Nagy is a word of callous. How calloused Eddie Goldman is. It's going to be a topic of conversation. What, what's the position that you uh, maybe have the most concern about? I don't necessarily mean like importance because we can always go back to the quarterback, but just where maybe they don't have depth or... I mean, I could go first. I, I, I still... I need to see the slot corner situation play out because I, I, I think that that's a spot where they are... I mean, Buster Screen got to the point where, you know, he was hurt and they couldn't bring him back. Uh, but I'm not sure that they filled that yet. How about the number two cornerback position? But at least there's a whole... I mean, they signed uh, an okay veteran in Desmond Trufant. And then, I don't know, it seemed like, again, as I was trying not to pay attention and apparently did pay attention a little bit, uh, Kendall Vildor was lighting you're showing up. Your, you're showing your cards yeah, no. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, was, I, tried I told you I was bit. still yeah. on Twitter a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And I did listen to this podcast. And I was singing, okay, I was, yeah. I was singing so Kendall a- Vildor's praises on this podcast. He had so great is that real? Camp. Great minicamp. Aggressive, feisty, making plays on the ball. So the defensive backs have this new thing. You're going to see it all the time. When they intercept a pass, they bring out the, the, these garbage bins they use for other drills, and they slam dunk it. So you'll Ooh, see like that a that. few times. Yeah, oh, yeah, the energy. Sean Desai's got the defense all fired up, all fired up. And that, that's great to see. I don't think they had the level of energy last year. They just never did. Never did. Maybe in terms of, like, the one-on-one battles where the receivers and tight ends, um, you know, they're going back and forth with each other, them and the defensive backs. But – they seem to have a different vibe and energy this year with Sean Desai in charge. Um, it's to, to, to me, though, I know we're talking about the secondary. You know, you, you could ask about Eddie Goldman or Jalen Johnson, you know, taking over that number one cornerback role. But, like, what? who's going to provide the pass rush opposite Cleo Mack? Like, it all starts up front. I really believe in that cliche. Like, Jalen Johnson will be a better player if the pass rush is better. Eddie Goldman will have more takeaway opportunities if the pass rush is better. The Bears' pass rush has been average or worse in so many different categories. I know Cleo Mack had a good season, but it needs to be better than that. You need more from Robert Quinn. Can you get anything from Travis Gibson? I don't know. I don't know. That is an extremely thin position opposite Cleo Mack. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So, um... Well, look, there, there's a lot that uh, will be discussed over the next couple of days. Uh, I, uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace will meet with the media tomorrow at House Hall. We'll also hear for some pl- hear from some players. Uh, I'm hoping and assuming Eddie Goldman will be one of them, since it's been so long since we've talked to him. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some storylines to follow. So, but. Still, to this day, the drama that I still feel like impacts the Bears the most is what's going on <laughs> to the north. And uh, literally, as while well, we've been recording this, I don't know if you've been following this, but I'm getting the alerts on my phone. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeting a, a bunch of stuff about how Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have uh, agreed to a, wor- a reworked deal for uh, the 2021 season. And concessions were mentioned, but they weren't money. So that's intriguing. What kind of concessions are we talking about? 
Uh, but it's been an interesting day up in Green Bay because they had their annual shareholders meeting and Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst all talked and they all talked like Aaron Rodgers was coming back. And uh, sure enough, it sounds like he is and will report to training camp on time. So uh, all that drama sounds like he will be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this year. So that dream scenario the Bears fans had, that's not coming to fruition. I never thought it would. It was fun to... That's why it was a dream scenario. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to talk about. Um, I do want to add, though, all this just means that we have been right about one topic. Jordan Love must suck. <laughs> <laughs> he must. He has they would to. not put themselves through all this trouble if he was decent or better. I am 100% convinced of that. I, I, yes, I still go back. I, I go back to if if Aaron Rodgers was that upset, and you had teams calling you to offer you know enormous ransoms for your quarterback, and you felt like you had the next Hall of Fame quarterback already in your building, you would have taken the deal. Yes, and they showed yes. no interest in doing that, and apparently have made some concessions um, to to bring. Him back, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeting right now. The two sides are still tweaking one part of it. Uh, Rodgers has been seeking significant say over his future. So I wonder if he wants some type of like opt out or person. He wants, well, maybe, you know, the freedom, to maybe, leave. or it's they're contractually obligated to. You know, keep bumping his pay. Yeah, or, or I don't know, hear him out and what he wants. Not just contractually, or, or you know what I mean, money wise, but player wise, personnel wise. I don't know if you could put that in a contract, can you? Aaron Rodgers, the general manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's officially uh, Brian Gutekunst's boss now. I think that's how it's going to work. Huh. Like he's in charge. Yeah. Um. So, all right. And there's, a, there's a couple interesting tweets on here. I'm trying to follow at the same time. Somehow there's... Oh, there's been some tweets saying that uh, Rogers coming back is hinging on trading for former teammate Randall Cobb. And then, oh, Dan Pompey said... From the Athletic said, so by trading Anthony Miller to the Texans, the Bears might have assured Aaron Rodgers' return to the pack. <laughs> brutal. That's brutal. It's a full circle moment for the Bears. Oh, man. Oh, man. And for this podcast. All right. Um. Okay, what do you want to ask me about my time off? Oh, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of messy diapers, I imagine. That part doesn't bother me. It, that's never been an issue. You lie, but okay. Um, sleep is a problem. Uh, that's always kind yeah. of a problem. But I'm just, yeah. I don't mind waking up early and not having a lot of sleep under my belt. I am just a heavy sleeper. So, like, I don't wake up in the middle of the night. And when I do, I don't function right. So, that's well, you then know. you're not going to function right for the next two years of your life. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I've, I've been through this before. You got two now, brother. No, no, no. See, this is why it's a partnership teammate, as you can probably see out my tired eyes right now. 
Uh, no, my wife and I got a system down. She's she's good at getting up in the middle of the night, but would rather sleep in. So we just she does this stuff in the middle of the night, and I just wake up and try to get through my day on five hours of sleep. That's fine. Lots of coffee. Yeah, coffee. Work. Hey, I'm just happy. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Very happy for you. Uh, I'm glad everybody's healthy, doing well. Everybody's home. That's all I can. Yeah, there was some drama there for a little bit, but um, you know, Libby's been a a champ. Like she just. It, after the whole thing we went through with James back in 2014 and 10 weeks in the NICU and doctor's appointments forever after that, like Olivia, she's just like, yeah, I'm little, but I'm eating, I'm chilling, I'm good. So she she got out of there quickly and home. So that was a big relief, you know, because after you, after you go through that once, you, you're just naturally like fearing like, all right, what's... What's today going to be when we show up to the hospital? You know, what are the doc? What bad news are the doctors going to give us today? But um, that never really happened. Knock on wood. So um, that's all been really good, and uh, my wife's feeling a lot better. And so you know, we tried to enjoy as much as we could. A lot of people said, "Hey, what a great time to have a a baby," because you know it's the middle of the summer. Um, I think I learned that maybe that's not true. Because you want to go out and do all these things, but you can't really because you have a newborn. <laughs> but uh, the smaller they are, the more stuff they have. Yeah, I think if I go back, it's like actually um, January would be a good time because I hibernate during the winter anyway. So, um, but no, we're, we we managed to get away finally uh, last week, get some get get some wake surfing in, things like that. Uh, oh, I saw that on social media. Yeah, I love that. You made sure to share that. I mean, because I, it, it's awesome. Why would you not? You know what I did I do? You know what I did do with James um, and his uncle one day during all this? For the first, like, I think for the first time in like a decade, we went to Great America. That is still super fun. When's the last time you like went he, to Great America? Oh, Maybe a decade. Yeah, ago. I mean, I had if if not more. They had like four new roller coasters. I didn't even know were there, and it not now. Obviously, see, I'm not a big roller coaster guy, though. See, I was. You knew this, yeah. And, and yeah, so it was yeah. like a relief to find out I still am, because it was awesome. Yeah. No, I got a motion sickness with too many roller coasters. Now I've been up and down the demon. I've been, you know, the demon. That's like the demon. It, that, well, that's I'm like, aging myself. That's like driving on the Kennedy at two a.m. Ah. You know. <laughs> yeah. What's the one where you stand up? Iron Wolf? Yeah, that one's gone. Is that, Iron Wolf, that's gone. Yeah, that, Batman ride. I've, I've been up and down a Batman. Uh, um, the Eagle. But I'm aging myself. I'm not a big roller coaster guy. Okay. See, I am. And I was just... So that was like one uh, one day you had to be a kid. And that was fun. So, yeah. Otherwise... Hey, you're part of the hashtag uh, girl dad now. Oh, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. I, I, won't, I have three little... <laughs> boys and three little monsters three monsters and, yeah yeah you know coaching uh 75 baseball games actually i learned a lot about myself that's a whole nother podcast adam i've learned a lot about <laughs> learned a lot about myself this summer coaching 75 plus baseball games for my three sons. how many did you get thrown out of none okay. none none my oldest son won the peewee championship though so that was a big thing in the john's house i don't know what that means but congratulations it sounds good oh huge deal Huge deal. I think a lot of our listeners know what I'm talking about. PB level championship. It's the first year they have tournament style play. We won it all. Great way to end the season. Well, that's awesome. Um, just really well coached team. 
Got that yeah. right. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's good to be back. And uh, this is just the first of obviously many. We're right back in it. Season seven. This is kind of the official start of season seven of Hogan Johns because it was it was started right at the start of training camp in 2015. Uh, and we are going in the seventh season of this. It's uh, it's been a blast, and it will you know we'll just keep getting bigger and better. And we appreciate our listeners, uh, as we always say. You know, tell tell some Bears fans. You know, dive in now. We're back. Uh, thank you for being patient with us while I was gone. Uh, and uh, you know, I feel re- recharged, ready to go, jumping in with training camp. We'll be back later this week with another episode to kind of wrap up what you know whatever happens over at House Hall in the next couple of days. Uh, practice do start Wednesday, but really, I think the first the first real practice will be Thursday, um, and we'll be there. It'll be nice to see some football again and uh, get going. You ready? Yeah, we're okay. back, baby. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns. Read him at the Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, you should be now. Get all that content. Uh, the Fishman's back too. So you can get all his his uh his good stuff. We'll we gotta have him on the podcast this week, right? Yes, podcast okay. time for Kevin. Yeah, he earned it. He earned it. Um he's actually texting me during this, so I don't know what he's texting me about, but he too. I'll have to I'll have, I guess. He must sense he, the he's podcast. Like, Guys, I'm back. Hello. I'm back. Can I get Hello. in there? He's trying to get in the zoom right now, I think. We could have done it today. Sorry, Kev. Uh, all right, well, we'll hear from him later in the week. Uh, you can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com. I'll be back with some content tomorrow there. And I should tell you that uh, we'll have a return to training camp show tomorrow night on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, I believe it airs at 1030. It'll be after the White Sox game. I'll tell you that. After Aloy Jimenez hits three dingers in Kansas City, uh, then you can watch myself uh the Catman, david kaplan and siafa lewis we will wrap up everything for the first day at house hall as the season gets underway so you can catch that on nbc sports chicago appreciate that any final thoughts my friend no it's good to have you back training camp is here get ready for all the justin fields podcasts coming your way everybody yes. i heard uh, i heard they have a quarterback named justin fields and he's pretty good so um, think they'll name him court, starting quarterback tomorrow? Hmm. No, I don't know. Wednesday? Mm. I'm sure somebody will ask us, though, between then. <laughs> All right, well, it should be fun, and uh, we will talk to you later in the week. See ya. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>